How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Friday, June the 4th. My friends, today we are going to be talking all about E3 and all of the fun conferences that are going to be heading our way next weekend. And I'm going to give you pretty much full coverage of everything that's happening, not this weekend, but next weekend, uh, because we got a lot more information about it today, and also because, to be honest, there's just not a lot of news otherwise. So let's get started. So it's pretty interesting. Um, E3 is technically happening this year, but they aren't organizing anything. Instead, much like last year, individual publishers are going to be having their own conferences, and they all just kind of happen to be happening around the same time, in a very E3 fashion. So it's all going to start next Thursday, June 10th, with the Summer Games Fest kickoff. Now, this is an event led by Jeff Keighley, and if you know anything about Jeff Keighley, he likes to really go big with his things, so there has been some teasing that we're going to see Elden Ring at this kickoff, and he'll probably have some other trailers and whatnot there. We'll also get a performance from Weezer. Then on Friday, the day after, we have two more things. There is the Coke Media Primetime event, and they have some interesting franchises. They've got Saints Row, which has been waiting in the wings for a while. They've got Metro, as in Metro Exodus. People are thinking that we might see something about Dead Island 2, And then also on that Friday will be the IGN Expo, which is IGN putting on a show just spanning like a whole bunch of different publishers. And you're going to notice this is a trend for a few of these events where it's not necessarily an individual publisher talking about all their games, but it's a collection of smaller publishers who, you know, can't really afford or will have the audience for their own event. So IGN will be one of those. And then there's also the next show, the next day, on Saturday, called The Gorilla Collective. They did this one last year. And it is just back-to-back announcements and trailers, basically, from a bunch of different studios. Uh, They've already confirmed the following publishers of these games. Among Us, Hello Neighbor, Monster Train, Ghost Runner, Bloodstained, Lonely Mountains Downhill, The Banner Saga, Torchlight 3, Calico. So just a ton of of people there, right? High-profile names. Immediately following the Gorilla Collective, we're also going to get the Wholesome Direct, and I really love this one. It's, it's got a kind of its own spin. You know, all of these conferences can feel very similar, but I feel like the Wholesome Direct is very interesting because they do do, like, back-to-back announcements like everything else, but the whole slant is that they do games that are supposed to be wholesome and probably cozy of some kind. Very chill, you know, Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing, that kind of thing. So if you're into those kinds of games, they're going to be showing over 75 of them. You might want to tune into that one. Probably a lot of indie games. After that, we're going to have the Ubisoft event. And of course, they're going to talk about all of their franchises like they do. Probably their standout is going to be the formerly named Rainbow Six Quarantine. We don't know what it is currently named. Uh, But this is going to be the next mainline entry in the Rainbow Six franchise. So they've got a deep dive for that. Of course, we'll see Far Cry 6, Riders Republic... Probably more on Valhalla, probably more on some of their movies, and, I don't know, Watch Dogs Legion, For Honor, stuff like that. After Ubisoft, we have Gearbox, and I found this one to be pretty interesting, because I don't know why Gearbox needs their own event. They must have some kind of announcement, because, I mean, we don't really know much about any games that they're developing or publishing right now. The last thing we heard from them was basically Godfall and Borderlands 3, so, anyway. And then also on that day will be Devolver Digital. Always has tremendous events, right? They do full, almost like short film style events where they announce all their games for the next year. They're a great publisher. Always a good watch. And especially great with Devolver because they're not like hours long. 
they do like a 20, 30 minute show and then they're out. It's nice and compact. Okay, so all of that is leading up to the Sunday event, which is the big deal. This is June 13th. It starts off with Xbox and Bethesda, where they are apparently going to have lots of stuff. Everything coming from them. So we'll probably see Halo Infinite, the new game from Rare, new game from Obsidian, Perfect Dark, Fable, the new Hellblade. Of course, Bethesda games like Starfield, probably not Elder Scrolls 6. Everything Xbox and Bethesda, you'll see it there. Hopefully. After that, we have Square Enix. We'll probably see Babylon's Fall, which is the new game from Platinum. The new Life is Strange game, the Life is Strange Remastered Collection. And then there's also been some rumors that we're going to see a new Guardians of the Galaxy game. After Square Enix is the PC gaming show. This is much like the IGN Expo series of games across the industry. We'll also see the Future Games show, same deal from Games Radar. And then we're going to have something from Warner Bros., which is also, again, super interesting because they're being split up. WB Games is going between this new merger that was made at AT AT&T and another place. So they're probably going to talk about things like the Harry Potter game and Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights, but we don't actually know what the structure of their company is going to look like in a few years. So we'll see how that turns out. Okay, and I am totally running out of time, so I'm going to blast through these. That's it for the Sunday. On the Monday, we're going to hear from Take-Two Interactive, Capcom, which is going to be a bunch of Resident Evil, uh, Great Ace Attorney, Monster Hunter Stories, and then on Tuesday, we'll have Nintendo, Bandai Namco, and the E3 Awards. It's a new award show. Nintendo, they'll probably be talking about the new Switch model, or if they're doing that before, then it'll be all the games that they want to put out on the new Switch model. Anyway, as you can tell, it's going to be an absolutely massive weekend. I will be telling you all of the announcements as they happen. The only other thing you need to know before we take it away, go to the Epic Game Store and pick up Frostpunk for free. It's a tremendous strategy game if you're on PC. Folks, that's all the time I got for you tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm back with the weekend variety shows over the next two days, back with the news on Monday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Isn't that going to be an absolutely massive weekend? Oh my goodness. I am both looking forward to it and not looking forward to it. Like, last year I watched all of those shows. We did full recap events, me and Kato, so that, you know, if you didn't watch those shows, you could spend like an hour listening to us and we gave you the the rundown of everything that happened. We're not doing that again this year. First of all, Kato had a baby, so he has no time to l- let alone, you know, watch it. And also, I don't know that I have the energy for it, to be honest. Like, it was so exhausting watching all those events, just back to back to back to back announcements. So I'll probably just tune in for the interesting ones. Anyway, yesterday, I prompted you all to give me some after show thoughts if you wanted me to talk about anything specific. And I had a taker and I got an email here from Alexander. They say they've been listening for almost two years. That's absolutely crazy to me. Thank you for that. And the prompt that they kind of gave me was quote unquote, a game's second life, because they've been playing the same game for 22 years. You might have heard of it. It's called a game called The Heroes of Might and Magic. In this case, it's number three. And they gave me this great breakdown of, of this game, which I, to be honest, had never really heard of. I mean, I knew it existed, but I didn't know much about it. But they've been playing it since it released in 1999 and ever since. And it turns out that there's this community that has kind of formed around the game, trying to keep it alive fixing all the problems, the glitches, but then also adding expansions, you know, new content for this game. And this project ended up becoming so notable that, uh, unfortunately, one of the founders of the project ended up passing away, but he was the composer for the game. 
or for the, for the new expansion. And the composer of the original game actually stepped in and was like, yeah, I'll do this for your fan-made expansion, you know? And so now you start to see this this revival of a game, which is very much a groundswell, right? It's it's a grassroots movement to keep the game alive, but it's still there. It's still kicking. I don't know. I, I definitely think this is one of the most interesting things about video games, right? The fact that they stay alive after so long. With stuff like movies and music, I mean, we can watch a movie from 1999 and be like, yeah, that looks normal. You know, you don't think much of it. But when the movie is made, it's made. Maybe they can add stuff in a, in a future release, some behind the scenes, whatever. But for the most part, the product stays the same, no matter what. But a game like this can be added to. I mean, we talked about MMOs recently and how they're still alive after so many years, RuneScape and World of Warcraft. And those aren't the same games that they used to be anymore, but it has the same name. It has the same, you know, idea. And that's fascinating. Like, I, it blows me away. Even if you think about some games existing because of not just its content, but because of things like, I don't know, speedrunning. I can't remember which game it is specifically now, but there was a game that I was watching during Games Done Quick, and the speedrunners were basically explaining like, hey, you know, there wasn't a lot of interest for this game, but then we started looking at how to speedrun it, and it became super interesting that, you know, way more people started paying attention to it again. And it gets, again, this kind of second life, this resurgence, because people just want to go through it really fast. Even if you shorten the, the gap a little bit, and you don't say, okay, 20 years, but instead you just say a couple of years? I mean, think about something like Among Us. You want to talk about a second life, that's the one. This is a game that just existed for a while. It was just on the back burner. And then overnight, or within a couple of days, it explodes. And all of a sudden, the developers are millionaires, you know, because it was a three-person team. That is something that's just, I don't know. Video games are cool, man. Okay, anyway, I, uh, I went long on the main show, so I don't want to take up too much more time. Thank you, Alexander, for sending that my way. If you want me to talk about something on the after show here, feel free to send it to me. And, you know, honestly, even if you want to send me, like, an audio thing, like, 30 seconds max of just anything you want to say, I mean, this is the show where I can do that. It's pretty freeform here, you know? I don't mind making this a little bit more interactive. And, you know, I don't know, maybe a little more like a radio show, having people call in. I would like to do that. So consider that an open invite. You can do that now if there's something you want to send me. But if two weeks from now you hear me say something and you want to do an audio recording or a text, doesn't matter, but... I, I will put your voice on the show as long as you keep it to less than 30 seconds. Okay, now I'm out of time. Thanks for being here. Talk tomorrow. <laughs>